Hello and welcome to podcast. Um, I don't know. Nine. Is it podcast nine? I believe it's, it's podcast nine. nine. Uh, dessert. Gabriel, how are you and guys doing? We've been away for quite a while now. We've had some things going on in both of our lives that uh, has taken us away. Uh, we've had uh, some illnesses. Uh, we've had, uh, unfortunately, a death. Um, some stress with work. Uh, family, yeah, you name it, everything that's been going on uh, that could possibly go on. But uh, we're happy to be back, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple things uh, tonight here on Friday. Um, what's the date? The seventh. I believe it's the seventh. Uh, February seventh. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, uh, we hope that everybody that that uh, has listened to us before has been waited with bated breath for us to come back. Uh, we're going to do a short uh, podcast tonight about a couple things. Um, uh, I wanted to open up with uh, one quick thing. Um, President Trump went through his impeachment, and we talked about that in the past, and then it went to the Senate, and after a lengthy, about four or five day trial in the Senate, he was uh, acquitted. Uh, I believe it was 52-48 with Mitt Romney crossing the line to vote along with the Democrats on the first impeachment charge and then on the second one it was 5347 and he was acquitted again um, that was I believe Tuesday and then Wednesday he gave his State of the Union address and there was some uh, fireworks there where he would not shake Nancy Pelosi's hand who is uh, the Speaker of the House and then at the very end you see Nancy Pelosi tearing up the papers of his speech so um, you know, I saw a lot of people on Facebook and other social media that were upset about that, saying she was very immature and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know what? I find both of them immature. I find a man who's in his 70s who wouldn't shake a woman's hand embarrassing. And I find a woman who's 77 or 78 tearing up papers on TV. And they're supposed to be our leaders, Democrats and Republicans. And they're closing in on 80 and they act like 12-year-olds. And that's where we're at. And that's why America is divided, because we're picking sides and we're picking our own tribes. But um, that's another story for another day. Uh, but today he did fire um, two people that testified. They were called by Congress to testify. Um, Colonel, uh, what was his name? Colonel Vin, Vinman. Uh, he was the colonel who listened to the uh, call with the Ukrainians. He was fired today. And then Ambassador Sondland who met with President Trump and also met with uh, the Ukrainians. And he also told his side that they were both fired today, late today, by President Trump, which goes to show you if you step across President Trump, he's going to go ahead and cut you. Um, all they did was they had to. They swore under oath, and they, they told what they said was the truth. And they both uh, lost yeah, You can live with that. I, I can live with that. That happened to me. I mean, you get fired, but, hey, I did the right thing. And, and doing the right thing still matters. In America, it should, you know. Uh, so that they both lost their careers today, uh, and I'm sure that they'll be fine. They'll probably end up writing books and making millions of dollars off of that. That's just how America is. But we wanted to go ahead and uh, jump right in. I, before we uh, talk about uh, the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant and the other people on the helicopter in Los Angeles, a, a couple, what a week, week. It's been, over, it's been over a week. Yeah, I think it'll be two weeks this weekend. Yeah. Um, I want to talk real quick about the outbreak of the coronavirus. Um, I know that some people make it sound like it's boring and it's this and that. Uh, as a teacher, I try to show the kids every single day a new updated version of the coronavirus. And um, I just checked the update today. When we started tracking it, it was around 6,000, then it jumped to 7,000, jumped to 8,000. 
<clears throat> and it went on and I just checked tonight and it said uh, confirmed cases 34,439 in the world uh, the majority of them 98 to 98 98 to 99 percent of them are in mainland China uh, the problem with that is the Chinese have always been secretive just like North Korea or Russia and we actually don't with the Center of Disease Control we don't actually know how many people in China are suffering from um, this coronavirus. Um, mm. The Center for Disease Control, I heard, <coughs> estimate that it might be eight times what we're hearing. So the other day when we did the math, that would have been well over 160,000 people with it, but what we're hearing is 20-something thousand. Now we're at 30, almost 35,000, and if you multiply that by eight, you're getting a really big number. You're getting close to a quarter of a million people. Uh, in the United States, we've only had 12 cases confirmed. Um, outside of China, I believe there's only been two deaths, one in Hong Kong and one in the Philippines. So the, all the deaths have occurred in China. And the confirmed deaths so far, 720 people have died. And the confirmed recovered, which means people that have gone the distance through the uh, coronavirus and came out the other side healthy, uh, are now at 2,000, and that will continue to climb as more and more people get healthy. Uh, there was, there's a new story today that the youngest uh, patient so far in the coronavirus uh, outbreak is a 30-hour-old baby, um, and they're trying to investigate now if uh, it was contaminated by its mother or somebody at the hospital. It was in China, and the baby was literally 30 hours old and had already tested positive for coronavirus. Mm. So it's one of those things that... Uh, uh, is scaring people and uh, in certain parts of China they've already ran out of medical masks to wear around others there's I mean for anybody who's ever taken a cruise I've never been able to do that but uh, for people that have taken a cruise you understand how many people are on board there's a uh, cruise ship in Italy with 7,000 people it's a 14 story like 14 decks um, cruise ship and it's in port and it's going to be there for at least 21 days, everybody is being uh, uh, made to stay on the ship due to the fact that there were, they believed, coronavirus uh, people on there that had tested positive. So because of that, you have 7,000 people that were on a, a trip. Now we found that there's four to five cruise ships in different uh, ports in China that all those people have to stay on those, and uh, those range between 2,500 people on the ship up to 4,000. So we're talking... You know, you're getting into almost 20,000 people that are you know, maybe just over 20,000 people that are having to stay on ships uh, due to the fact that they might be okay, but somebody else might have the coronavirus, so therefore it can be spread. The reason why the coronavirus is so scary to so many people is because it's from basically droplets. That could be spit, it can be uh, snot, uh, cough, and if you cough into your hand, you shake somebody's hand, uh, it's it's extremely easily to transfer it, and that's what's scaring people because if you're on an airplane, you cough as you're walking down to go to the bathroom, you're spreading it right there. So that's why planes that are now flying into the United States from areas that might have Chinese travelers on it or Americans or anybody that might have been in China, they're being diverted to Air Force bases to basically quarantine these people. So. It's not invasion of body snatchers. It's not uh, the black plague or anything, but it is a it is a concern due to the fact that we uh, don't there is there is no uh, Tamiflu or there's no flu shot that you can get for this. It's a, it's a virus. It's going to have to run its course. The one thing that I tell my students when they get scared about this is number one, there's only 12 cases in the entire United States and there's 330 million Americans. There's none in Texas that we know of, but um, 
this year alone, the regular flu, uh, three people in my immediate family, my wife and two of my boys have already had it. The regular flu, 15 million Americans have had it this year. So when you freak out with, oh my God, there's 34,000 coronavirus uh, uh, flu-like you know, people, um, that's a minuscule number compared to 15 million Americans that have had it already. Uh, not the coronavirus, but the flu. And nobody's jumping in the air doing, oh my God, there's an outbreak, there's an outbreak. Because it's flu season. Everybody gets the flu. The difference with the coronavirus is there's nothing, there's no remedy that they know of right now. <clears throat> so uh, we talked a little bit about that. And the main thing that uh, Gabriel really wanted to talk about, and as we talked over the last week or two, and we we're going to try to set up this podcast, is we're going to try to set it up to where um, we could talk about uh, the passing of the Laker great Kobe Bryant. Unfortunately, um, we, we know what happened. It'll be two weeks, I believe, this Sunday coming up that uh, the uh, the accident happened out in Los Angeles County, and it shocked the basketball world. You know, there was uh, numerous tributes for him. Um, there was um, his daughter had told uh, Kobe that she someday wanted to play at the University of UConn. So the next night, UConn had a basketball game, and uh, his daughter was her name Gigi. Gianna. Yeah. yeah. Gigi. Uh, her, she wore number two for her select basketball team that Kobe uh, coached. That's where they were on their way when they had the accident and died. Um, they uh, made up a UConn jersey for her and put it on the bench uh, uh, where nobody could sit. And it was, you know, they had two roses or something, I think, there in memory of her. And then, you know, uh, there was uh, players that would take 24-second violations in the basketball games for his number 24. Um, there, there was uh, players that were uh, not going to wear the number 24 anymore. I believe the Dallas Mavericks retired the number 24 for Kobe Bryant. Uh, so there was a huge amount of uh, emotion an outpouring of grief by everybody in the NBA and, and millions of basketball fans. Um, uh, but I'm going to let Gabriel talk a little bit about this because he, he uh, definitely has different views on this outside of the realm of basketball and just Kobe the man. Well, you know, I'm glad to be back, right, to be doing this podcast. Heck yeah, I've got to hang out some more. But, uh, you know, I kind of focused – well, first of all, when I got the news, uh, my nephew had called me. And he said, hey, did you hear about Kobe? And I said, no. And he said, you know, Kobe passed. And I was like, you know, he passed. And he passed away. And I was like. And see, Grant, no, my no, son. No way. All, yeah, he, he came in. He's all, Kobe Bryant passed away. He died. I was all like, shut up. And I thought, Because Grant know, jokes. And then Jacob came downstairs. He's all, dad, Kobe Bryant was evidently a helicopter accident. And died. I was all like, now it might be real because Jacob's Well, and then I checked on ESPN. I was actually driving. I pulled over and I checked ESPN. There was nothing. I waited like two minutes. There was nothing. I said, ah, where'd you get it from? And he told me the source that he had gotten it from. And I said, ah, it could be fake. You know, we don't really know nothing. And then a few minutes more passed. And then about, about 10 minutes passed or so, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then it pops up on ESPN. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I started kind of, you know, following. And, you know, I, I was I was I was a Laker. I like the Lakers. I was, I've never been a Lakers fan. Always hated the Lakers. Boston Celtics <laughs> all the way. Freaking hate the Lakers. Um, I've never been a Laker fan, but I, I did really like to watch back when Magic and Kareem, because just that Lake show and just I mean, if you like basketball, right? I, I would tune into them because I just like watching. I was a Dallas Maverick fan back in the day. But I was the exact opposite. The the the, the Magic Lakers would run everybody off the court. They were so athletic, so fast, so dominant. And then I like the Celtics. 
Dennis Johnson slowly dribbling the ball up. They'd get into lanky-ass Kevin McHale, who looked like Fred Munster, turnaround jumper or layup. Robert Parrish, old as hell. Larry Bird couldn't jump. It was like a blue-collar versus this awesome athletic team. Yeah. That's why it was so good the yeah. 80s. And, uh, you know, and, and so I watched them. And then when, Laker, when Kobe and Shaq, you know, came on the scene, you know, I wasn't a Laker fan no, at all. Because that so was really, the Spurs. Yeah. And they always went <laughs> against my Spurs. But, you know, you know, I've always said this. The closest thing to Mike, in my view, has been Kobe. That's just that's just my view, just the style. And I believe he was the closest impersonator because if you look at his turnaround jump shots and all that other stuff, it, he was trying to be Michael Jordan, but they'll never be anything close to Mike. No, they'll never be something like Mike. But I, I think in terms of they had a killer instinct. You know, you know, Kobe yes. had that same. That killer is the one run. thing. Yeah. The, the the one thing I respect about Kobe Bryant was that he was willing to give everything on the court at any moment for anything. He would get onto his teammates, but he would also give every part of himself. He he wouldn't leave until the last piece of sweat drip drip. And and if they lost, he would try to go back and figure figure out. I'm not dogging LeBron James, but if LeBron James had that alpha personality that Kobe, that Michael, that Larry had, it might be. LeBron being the greatest player of all time with nine rings and no losses in the finals instead of three and six. Because I honestly believe Kobe Bryant, that's the one thing he had well over LeBron any day of the week is he hated to lose so much with every ounce of energy that he would do anything to win that game. He would he would bite, steal, dive for the ball. And you don't see that a lot. No, no. You see guys and, and, trying and, yeah. to protect themselves to get that patience. And you have to admire, you know, his game, whether you whether you were a fan of the Lakers or even a fan of Kobe, right? But if you love basketball, you had to admire his work ethic and, you know, and, and just the way he played the game. And and that's why I compared them is they both had that killer instinct. I mean, they wanted to win so bad. They were, you know, it, sometimes there were some nights they were unstoppable. He was unstoppable. But, he just he's all, he goes off. But and, being and, a Celtics fan, I hate I hate the I everything about the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. I, I don't give. I freaking hate the Lakers. But <laughs> I'll be the first person to admit that if he could have swallowed his ego, and didn't go to Dr. Jerry Buss, who owned the team, and basically said either you keep me or you get rid of Shaq behind Shaquille O'Neal's back, they could have won multiple they had just won three in a row and he literally goes and he says I have to be the man and they were saying Shaq's getting a little bit older Kobe's young and you know Kobe didn't win again until he got Bynum and he got Gasol and some other players but the thing is for those three years they were so dominant they kicked the crap out of everybody in the league and they went three straight championships and still ego outweighed titles and that's the one thing that you know I can't really say about a lot of other players that they, they would sit there and say, I don't care about the money. I don't care about the fame. I want the team. And you, you, I mean, the Spurs might not have won some of the championships that they won if those two would have stayed together. I mean, the Spurs That's were an excellent team. That's a fair assessment. But that was a really, I mean, that, that was those were two great teams of the early 2000s that duked it out. But when he got O'Neal to leave, I think, you know, for those several years, the Lakers dipped down a little bit, and Duncan and them were the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. No ego. Let's go out there and put the ball in the hole. Yeah, and stuff. that was team play. But we're talking about Kobe today. We're not going to get into rehashing and the I, old NBA, but I do think that if Kobe could have swallowed his ego a little bit, I think that we'd be talking about him and Shaq the same way as Bill Russell, as in, like, double-digit final. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to talk out of my ass here. I'm saying they had won three easily, oh, and yeah. they were young. 
Yeah. And they could have played another seven, eight years. They could have finished with maybe nine or ten titles. That sounds crazy to some people, but I'm telling you, they were that dominant, if you remember. And to allow your ego to overtake where it's got to be my team. And they split it up. And you know, and, but then for your and, you and, as a but, Spurs but, fan, you but, got to enjoy but it. You, that, won suit, you won championships. But now that you say the ego, too, see, that's, that's kind of where I focus now with the passing of Kobe Bryant, right? Because... You get all these things. You hear all these things in the media about how he wanted this and how he was selfish. And then, you know, toward the end of his career, you know, well, he's getting paid twenty-four uh, plus mil oh, a season, that, and yeah, and you're just and, like and you're kind of like, man, well, yeah, it was year by year, almost like what LeBron does to teams now. And you know, and so you're like, man, you know, you're not even in your prime anymore. You're actually passing injuries, and because they had to pay him so much, if you're a Laker fan, I'm thinking, man, we, our, our team just can't get up. We, you know, we can't bring any any other players because we're paying yeah. Kobe so, so much. So you you were yeah. basically paying him for what he had done. You know, so you get all these these reports, right? And you're just thinking selfish on this guy and stuff and so you're like man I don't know how good is I mean how selfish can you really be you just start you, I just started I'm gonna talk about myself I started thinking man you know I'm not really was really never a Kobe fan right but then you state all these things man how selfish can you be because you got another superstar in San Antonio who's playing for five mil a year possibly possibly arguably the best power forward to ever play the game getting paid five million Kobe Bryant just about as good as Duncan or, or better right uh, and uh, getting paid 24 million, you know. So I'm thinking, wow, my guy over here, man, really wants. To, I mean, this is a team. This is a team guy. He's already won a championship. You say, man, I'm gonna get paid 20 something mil, but he's getting paid five mil because he wants to win a championship. Kobe's getting paid 24. So I'm getting all these images <laughs> about Kobe, and man, I'm not really liking what I hear about this guy. But then the passing happens. And then you start hearing all these things that I didn't know. And so I focus more on Kobe, well, for, not for, Kobe the basketball player, Kobe the human being. Well, before being. we go into what you heard after the passing, let's talk about the day of the passing. The day of the passing, now that we know more information, uh, we know that even the Los Angeles Police Department had all their helicopters grounded. Uh, the Los Angeles County Fire Department had all their helicopters grounded. It, it was such horrible weather uh, that nobody was allowed to go up in the air. Now, Kobe Bryant... He's a superstar. He's an he's an athlete who made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's very famous. And he was going to coach his daughter's select basketball team. They did not feel like making the drive with all the traffic. If you've ever driven in California, especially in Southern California, you can be in traffic for hours. Don't ever complain about Austin. Go to LA and check it out. I've been in it. And so what happened is they had a special uh, helicopter. It was, a, it was it was a very expensive helicopter, and they basically rented it out. Should they have had clearance? That's the question that people ask for years. Uh, the problem is they got clearance because of probably who Kobe Bryant was. And he's all, hey, let's get this done and stuff. we got to get to this game. He probably was not, there's no way that he could have thought the danger that was waiting ahead of them. But what we found out is that in that helicopter, although it was expensive and it was made for basically select people like superstars, the Kardashians and you know other actors and actresses, it was missing three vital uh, components inside uh, when it's in bad weather to go ahead. It's almost like a radar or, or uh, sonar, uh, not sonar, but radar. Something that can go ahead and, and check in foggy conditions if there's flying too high or too low. And uh, unfortunately, in their, unfortunately in their case, um, those three things probably would have averted the, the accident that happened. Uh, I, I've heard that on one of the... Um, almost crashes uh they were only 20 feet above a hill and the hel the helicopter pilot he, who was experienced he couldn't see it was so foggy it was so bad 
They shouldn't have ever been in the air, but they were. And they said that they skimmed the top of a hill or you know a ridge. And when, as they got, they had no idea it was there until they started to pass it. And when he looked down, evidently they heard on the, uh, you know, him reporting back to different people. He's all, wow, that was really close. And they basically, the first report was that the closest they came before the crash was 100 feet. But it was actually 20 feet, what I heard later. And, I mean, we're talking about, that's not, I mean, that's really, really damn close. But by that time, they're in the hills. There's no safe place to land, and it's just complete fog. You can't see anywhere. So they were flying into uh, a danger zone. There was nothing there. They couldn't tell where they were. And I'm sure he tried to keep the people safe. I'm sure Kobe and the other people that were there with their other daughters were trying to keep them. Hey, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. But they were probably very, very intimidated. And second guess going up, they probably still never thought that they were going to go down in that weather. And unfortunately, that's what happened. But, you know, we can talk about Kobe after the fact after he passed away and the people that passed away uh, but they should have never gone up that day and you can't take it back and and it's just one of those things where <clears throat> it's horrible and it was due to the weather and it was due to maybe thinking don't worry I can still fly this plane uh, this helicopter and, and it's just I think it was a, you can't blame the pilot you can't blame Kobe you can't blame celebrity you just have to say it was just a mix of bad things that happened and unfortunately we had nine people taken from us way too early and I think what happens to Eric is, you know, you get to a point where <clears throat> we drive in the fog all the time. I mean, there were times that, you know, I remember in the flood, you know, it's raining, it's flood, and, and I'm going an hour to work, and, they, and, and they're telling us, you know, don't, don't, don't go. It's really dangerous to go. And I recall one time, and it was flooded. I got out of the house. I got into the car, and I drove all the way to where I needed to go. It's about an hour, a little over an hour drive in this weather. It was crazy, and and you know, going in there, and there were times I was going down. <laughs> I just didn't know how, how long I was going. <coughs> you were driving. I was driving. But think, think about this: a helicopter can't slow down like that because right. it'll lose the ability to stay in the air, and it'll come down. So he had to keep it at a certain yeah speed. It, yeah, and then if, if but the point comes up, it's too late. You know the it's point. Yeah, the point I'm making is that, you know, you've done it before. What's one more time, right? So I'm sure that he's been, that was the first time that, that that pilot had been in some fog. I mean, I'm sure they've done it before. And, and you know, Kobe just kind of like, you know, this is kind of like my, 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 my car. You know, he used it for many, yes, many years. Yes. He felt very safe it in it. extremely safe. Yeah, he, I mean, he had been in it before. I'm sure there was some bad weather and they had, they had done, you know, they had done it before. So, you know, we don't think we're going to have that accident, obviously. So we've done it before. We're just going to get there. It's going to get me there. He was the mamba. There's no way he would have put his daughter and these other Absolutely. people in there Absolutely. thinking, hey, it's really bad weather. If we he just knew, won't go. Yeah, if he, yeah if, he, if he had any type of sense like that, I'm sure he would have just not gone. Right, because he had his daughter. But, you know, <coughs> you, you, what, you, Excuse you go. Excuse me for coughing, but I've got a little You bit go of and you do that. For, you do that, you know, Many of times, I've over been, so many years, you're like, we're just going to get right. us there. And then I this mean, accident happens. And you're absolutely right. It's no one to blame. I, th I think if it was Kobe alone on it, you could maybe say because of such, you know, since he was, you know, well, you know, growing up with a dad who was in the NBA, growing up in Italy, growing up as a high school phenomenon, going straight to the NBA, being a top pick, having an 18 or 19 year career, mm -hmm. you know, setting all these records and stuff. There's going to be a little bit of an ego there. And I think if it would have just been him, on the helicopter, you might have said maybe he pushed 
the envelope a little bit because of, hey, I'm, I'm the Bamba, you know, I'm, I'm freaking Kobe Bryant. And he didn't probably think, you know, I'm untouchable. You know, I, I can't be hurt. But when his daughter's on board and those other little girls and the parents, I don't think there's any person in their right mind who would say, hey, it's really foggy and we could possibly crash. Let's do it. No, I, don't think, no, I don't think that no. ever entered his mind. No. I, thought, I think he thought it was, it was a hel helicopter that's completely safe. It's 100%. And I an trust his pilot. pilot. He's not going to just have some random guy. This is going to be a guy he's used before. Mm -hmm. And he, he probably never once thought this is going to be really dangerous. No. And, and he probably talked to the pilot. The pilot probably said, I've, I've flown in this stuff yeah. before. And and I'm not sure they have. And I, and I don't think until they probably got deeper, yeah. oh my up, God. higher yeah. up in the atmosphere that they re it really hit. This is really bad. No. This is so thick. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. And you can't tell that to the kids. That's going to scare the kids. No. So you're like, oh, don't worry. And... I can't even imagine those last seconds. I can't imagine it either. You know, and it's and it's it's heartbreaking. You know, because of the nine lives that were taken, uh, all of them, and then the young the the young girls also uh, that were taken so early on. You know, in this life, and and we can never really explain why these things happen, right? Um, but as I was saying earlier, you know, when you, when you move in and, and, you, and the, the passing occurred, and then you hear all these stories about Kobe <coughs> Bryant, right? And so, you know, as a Catholic, you know, you hear, I never knew he was a practicing Catholic, and so I'm like, wow. Yeah, I've never. Like, man, like, he's a practicing Catholic. <coughs> and then, I oh. never, he, it never came up when he was, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, the thing about it, it didn't, it didn't come up until he died. Right. And the thing is, um, the reason why it came up is due to the fact that, um, that was one of the last things that they did before they left on right. their trip, right. that they went to Mass. Right. And when that happened, then everybody's like, oh, wow, he's yeah. a churchgoer. Yeah. And then they said, oh, wow, he's a Catholic? Yeah. And so it jumped from point A to point B, B. to point C to where people were like, and they started instead of just saying, oh, basketball player, they're like, human, yeah, man, yeah. father, yeah. husband. Yeah. And that's, I think, why people were so saddened by and it, I, that, that they're like, they started seeing him as, instead of this phenomenal athlete that we either, you love to hate, uh, or you, you you pulled for you you rooted against that it was a dad, and he was with his daughter and, and friends and her friends and that he was religious and he went to mass and he took communion and we were like and we stepped back as a society and said this is this is not an NBA player anymore this is bigger than well that. they're talking about Kobe Bryant the human being not Kobe Bryant right, the guy and that's on the court. what we're not used to and uh, and it was very interesting because even some of the stories that I read was like a lady who you know was sitting in the pew right 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 next to him and and she said you know I had to kind of keep my veil on I read because I, I you know I didn't want to focus on Kobe I wanted <laughs> to focus on on the good Lord right and she said but you know when they go up for communion you know he would he would be at the corner he would step back and let everyone or the females come in front of him very respectful you know and let them in first something that's taught to you old school you probably you're not you know kids probably aren't taught that today uh and and then kids that you know would see him uh young kids that would see him at the church and and you know there, there was a boy that went up and talked to him and, and, he, and, he, and he talked but back you know, to the boy you, and you, you just said something really really interesting to me and it seems today, and, and I think anybody listening to this podcast, and I hope some more of you guys are still with us, I think that Gabriel and I would, would agree with this 100% of the time. In today's news cycle, we always look for the worst. We report so the we worst. Never, these people that attended church with Kobe Bryant, who knew he was a, a practicing religious man, 
Why wasn't that ever out there? Well, I think it was. He had to die before right. he heard about his belief in the Lord and going to church and trying to raise his family the right way and making sure his daughter went and all these other things. So the thing is, we have to hear about prostitution. We have to hear about drugs. We have to hear about all these things when it comes to athletes and you know steroid abuse and stuff. The thing is, Kobe was no longer on the center stage playing basketball, so why didn't somebody ever say, let's catch up with right. Kobe Bryant. Right. Let's see what he's doing. Oh, the man is a practicing... Catholic, he's going to church, he's very uh, faithful to his wife, you know, he's faithful to his children and stuff. You know why? Because that's boring to some people. Right. They want to hear about the bad things. And right. that's what makes, that's like a, a sore on uh, America's soul. But you got to also, said, oh, and, you know, I'm but, not saying always oh, just talk about, you know. But you also got to look at it. it. It wasn't just his practicing Catholic and, and what some of the stories came out, but it was also... You know um, the, the the people that and he would he, text. He, yes, he, and he touched. He touched. You know, so many there, there were there were people that came out and said, you know what? I mean, I know Kobe, but I didn't know him that well. But you know, when I had my surgery, he you know, and he found out, he would come out and he would send a text. And to me, that says a lot about a person, you know, because when people come out and say that he cared, this 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 man cared about the sport that he loved. And he looked out for other people. Once he got out of the sport, it, I was done playing, but he cared about it. And there were people that came out and said, you know, I didn't really have a relationship like other people do when we're close. I knew him, you know, and through an interview. But I didn't know him that well. But when I had my surgery, I get a text from Kobe if you need anything. I mean, to go out and to reach out to many of people, and all these stories come out now, I think are beautiful. But you're right. I wish that they it, would have been told why he was here. Because a lot of people have predetermined notions about people from when they played a sport or they were in a band or, you know, I'm talking about famous people. Uh, and what's sad is that sometimes after they pass on or something, we have to hear the good stuff. And we're like, we should have heard that beforehand. Yeah. So that, so that and, you know, I, I know we're not supposed to pass judgment on people and stuff, but we are human. And we are not uh, perfect. So what happens is when we hear about a person doing this or doing that, we're like, man, that, that's not a good guy or something like that. But then if they do redeem themselves, if they do change, we don't hear about these things. We don't hear about the change, right. And, and then they die, and then we hear about how great a person might have become, but it's too late. You can never sit there and send them an email, or you can never sit there and reach out to them and say, I know that I hated you when you were with the Lakers, but the man that you become. The respect that we have for you I'm as a husband, you, as a father. I'm proud of what you've done Absolutely. now. You'll never meet me and I'll never meet you. Absolutely. But as a Celtics fan, I want to give you props. Yeah. And he might never even see the email. But the thing is, maybe he would see that email if I would have sent that, if I would have mm -hmm. heard about these great things. Yeah. And I would have said, you know, I hated you when you were with the, with the Lakers yeah. because I'm a Celtic. But as a man, I respect you. Absolutely. As a father. the court. As a husband. As much as I was scared of you on the court. Yeah. When you were on the court, I feared you because I thought you could take from me from my team. But off the court, I didn't know you. And I didn't know anything about you. And now that I know these things about you, I want to say I think you're well, a good and person. It, and it, we never, you, people didn't get to do and that. I, and I also think with Kobe Bryant, though, you know, we, we tend to, you know, because we're so, you know, in love with the game and, and we put these guys on a pedestal, oh, yeah. you know, and we oh, make yeah. them be like, well, God like level, God, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, like yeah, he could do no wrong, but he's human. He makes mistakes. And, I, you know, when he got off, you know, he also talked about how happy he was that his daughter uh, was going to kind of, I, I kind of saw an interview that he had where I guess he, he was saying that, 
know, people are saying, you need to have a son. You know, he has four daughters, right? And so yeah, I don't have a son. He's all, daughter my daughter comes out. Somebody yeah. says, you got to have a son so that you, you, know, you can keep this <laughs> legacy going. And he says, my daughter comes out there and says something like, you know, hey, I got this. You know, and, and so we see all these things, and it and it's it's a a, a death. I think I remember sad. him saying something that they showed in an interview. He's all, I'm, a, I'm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to misinterpret what he said, but he said something to the effect of, "I'm a girl's dad," as though to say, "It's fine. I got four girls. Right. I don't mind if I have a fifth. Right. I, I I love the I love my little girls, and it's, it didn't matter if they were boys." Or and girls. you know, and your and your your heart goes out because the husband. That he, that he was, the husband that was known, forget about what happened, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, right? But toward the, at, at the time of his passing, the man that he had become. Think about his wife, the father that he had become toward his daughters, the change that this man was making and the good that he was doing outside of basketball. Just put that to the side for a minute. Kobe Bryant, the human being. It was awesome. But, but think think about it this way. And it still kind of blows my mind. We watched him for nearly two decades with mm-hmm. basketball, right? And when he died on that Sunday, he was only 41. Right. He was only 41. Right. That's hella young. Yeah. All right? Michael Jordan this month, because he has the same uh, birth month as I do, he'll be turning 58. Mm-hmm. And like everybody considers, you know, Jordan the greatest of all time and stuff. And Kobe even said he emulated his game after. Well, his I told you, I thought he was. But the thing is, fifty-eight is still not considered that old. Nope. It's, it's older. You know, you're slowing down. But forty-one, you got your whole life ahead of you, and it's just gone. Just like John Lennon. I remember when I was a little kid, I didn't understand what was going on because I was like eight, and my mom and dad said, "Well, you know, he was a really famous." A musician with the Beatles and stuff, and he was shot and killed by this man. And I was like, "How old was he?" And they're like, 40. And when you're eight, that sounds like an old person. Like you're freaking old. And now that I'm well past that, I'm like, he did all that, and then he got taken at 40. Kobe got, you know, taken it. And but see what we're still talking about? We're not talking about Gigi. She was only 13. But the other little girls that were on them, they were only 13. They're never gonna have the rest of their life. So even though we don't mean to focus on Kobe. He's still the center name instead of the parents that were also on that or the helicopter pilot. And that that's just the way that we're built as humans since that's the person we know as Kobe Bryant. We end up talking more about him because we don't know Gigi and we don't know her friends and stuff. But those are little 13-year-old girls. They're never going to they're never gonna go to high school. Absolutely. They're, they're never mind marriage and kids and that. stuff like They're never going to go to high And you know, I think we don't focus a lot either on, on the families that were left. You know, so we talk about Kobe and the daughter, but there were three other girls. That, and you got to remember, two, the older daughter will remember Kobe. The other two, the three, I think, they're, gonna, they're never going to, their memories of their father is going to be through video, through what we see, right? They're never going to remember, or, or his wife, that, 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 that they have that emptiness. Um, or the, the son, uh, the, the husband and the wife, and the daughter who mm-hmm. left the son and daughter. I mean, yeah. half of their family's gone. Their parents and the little sister's gone. Or the, the coach that, that, that passed on and left the husband and the child, you know, uh, alone with the kids. You know, it's just, you also don't focus it's on like the families stops. that are it's left. Like stops. And, and, it, and those it, are sores and cuts that'll never heal. And let me say this, with this, the passing of these nine, you know, people, um, 
That's why we talk about the things that matter in this world, right? The fighting that you do, the, you know, something small that happened, I ain't gonna talk to my brother or sister for 20 years. It doesn't matter when stuff like this happens. I mean, there's there's rumors, well, there's there's outlets now, there are news outlets saying that Kobe didn't have a good relationship with his parents and he did. And to me, all that stuff doesn't even matter because See, like we were that was that. Happening. I mean, that, this has got to be devastating, whether it's true that they didn't talk, whatever. This was their son. But but like what I said, and to preface it, uh, what we said was how the media likes dirt. Absolutely. So what happens is we have dirt, 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 dirt. Kobe dies, and you see this outpouring from LeBron and Mark Cuban of the Mavericks, and you know, all these NBA teams are. Uh, I mean, um, I think Trey Young changed the, his number. So you have the young guys, you have owners, you have all these people come together trying to. You know, uh, they're mortified that Kobe, this you know, huger than life athlete and star, was is gone. Uh, but then, like how you said, it's it hasn't even been two weeks, and then what happens? The dirt starts coming back. Did he really get along with his father? Did his parents? Why are you going there? Yeah. Does that really matter? Is, he's gone. Yeah. You the, can't the public him, don't need to. You know can't that. sit him down and have an interview and say, "Do you love your parents? Do you have a close?" It's gone. It's over. So why even dig that shit? I mean, there's no reason. Excuse my language, but that, it, it, that, you know, I didn't even know that that was going on. You know, I've, I've gone on. I had seen on the outlets that, that that he was real close to his sisters, but that he wasn't. See, why are we going he, there? Why are we going? He there? wasn't I mean, on speaking he's terms, right? He's gone, and we should be. And uh, to me, we, it we doesn't be, really matter if he did or didn't, because the bottom line is, you know, you can have an out. Though, that the the mom and dad, you know, Kobe's mom and dad, they love this son. Bottom line, doesn't matter if we're talking or not. That disagreement. That's our son. We love him. That's his parents, he loves them, and that's really all that matters. And so I'm glad, even though it was toward, you know, when, when, when his, his passing, but it was really, really good to, to hear those stories on Kobe. It changed my whole outlook on how I looked at him. I really never knew Kobe the human, though. I only knew Kobe the, the basketball star. So it was good to, to get to, to see a picture and hear stories of Kobe the human being, the father, and the stories that people came out and said afterwards, they were just, it was awesome to see because I didn't have that image of him. You know, to me, it was like, man, this guy was selfish when he played. Yeah. Just thinking about money and all the stuff that you had heard in the media. And, as a and then you fan, come out like this, you're like, anything whoa, that wait a minute, about, man. And I'd be like, it has to be true, it has to be true, it has yeah. to be true. And it's just because, you know, you, you, if, you, if you really root for a team as much as I do with the Celtics, if I hear something bad about the Lakers, it's true. And I'm not going to sit there and say I believe it 100%, but I'm going to want to just because I hate him What's so much. What's the way much. the media portrays you, man? Yeah, but, you know, with the way he'd, like, snarl at people and scream at people and do different things, I'd be like, he's a punk and stuff like that. But the thing is, that was just his competitive side. As you get older and you realize things, you're, you're, you're just like, you know, he, he was broken from the same mold as Michael and uh, Will. The comparedness to Not Will, I'm sorry. Will is the same mold as LeBron. Uh, Will was worried about stats and looking pretty. You got Russell, Bird, Magic. Uh, uh, I would even go as far as say Duncan. Uh, there, there's a there's a handful of guys that just could not stand losing at any cost. I mean, I don't care if they're playing dominoes, checkers, basketball. The competitiveness. They had to the win competitiveness that, that you have inside of and you. And I'm not saying and the other guys aren't competitive, but they don't have that. No, well, see, when you talk about Mike and Kobe, though. 
there's a killer instinct that okay. these boys have, these yeah. guys have, you know, and, and man, they, they just go to a different level. These two can go to a level that other people can't go to. And you just see it in their game. You see it, you know, in their, in their facial expressions. I mean, get out of their way, man, because they're, they're, they're going to be unstoppable. They, they got on this, on this ride that when they were unstoppable, they were unstoppable. I mean, I'm talking about these two guys. I know Magic and Bird were unstoppable. These two guys, their game was physical, man, and they put their bodies through some pain, but they were going to win at any cost. And you could see it in them. And that's one thing I always respected about Kobe. Even though I'm not a Laker fan, and I, I, I wasn't a Kobe fan, but, man, if you love basketball like you and I do, right, you got to love this guy. And even though you didn't like the team, but you knew he was coming on, you wanted to tune in and watch him. like him. Because, man, I hated him, but I respect him. Absolutely. You respect this game. I feared him. Yeah. And you, that's the difference because he would – he you know, Kobe Bryant never met the guy, don't know the guy, never – you know. But he would probably be the first person that also look at you and say, I don't care if you like me. No, he didn't care. But you're going to respect me. And that's what my mom used to tell us yeah. as kids and stuff. You don't have to like me, but you're, you're going to respect, respect me. Right? And, and that's, the, that's the way Kobe was. And, that's, and that was his way. And that's of, the way Michael was. Yeah. He tells his own teammates, I don't care if you like yeah. me, but you're going to respect me. And that's why he has six friends. And so, again, you know, I, I was really glad to see that other part of him. And, and I'd like to be able to, to do another podcast uh, you know, this one was just mainly on Kobe and and, and also and we wanted to get back on the podcast since so many things have been going on. In our life. But we also, I also would like to take some, you know, and maybe uh, next couple of days we can do a podcast and really just talk about the other families, you know, because uh, you know they get forgotten in, in in this whole thing, and and they were on that plane, and and you know, a death is everybody we're all going to take that path and we don't know how we're going but I'd also like to focus and talk a little bit on a podcast about the other families kind of you know see what kind of background we can find on them I know the one was a, a baseball coach and yeah. and and I like to kind of you know talk about him because you know, want some champion I mean, you know he did a lot of good I'm sure they he all wasn't did. at Kobe level as in popularity but he also but he, was wealthy he yeah and had done well really he well he had he career. had he had a lot of people that respected him and and what he did there was a coach also that was that was there so I don't want to just focus I want to be able to get you know maybe we can do some research and we, we'll get down and, and, and talk about these other families because you know, you want to celebrate their lives, too. And you want to be able to talk about some of the things that they did. And then, of course, the young girls, uh, you know, Kobe's, you know, Gigi and the other the, the other girls. It, that That's really, I think, what really, really hurts because they were so young, full of life um, and, and, and big dreams. And, and you'll never know why this happened. You just got to have faith and trust that there was a plan in place. And uh, and just gotta trust God that He knows what He's doing. And and the way you feel now, it's kind of like how how could anything good come out of this? You know, how could this be happening to us? I've lost half of my family. I've lost my parents. I've lost my little sister. I've lost my wife. So you can't imagine anything good. So you know, and then you start to question. I guess God, why does this happen? Why do I feel this pain? But you just gotta trust. And I've never gone through anything like that, and I would never want to. It's a horrible thing. Uh, and that's why I think they need the support and celebrating their lives and celebrating and talking about them. Uh, it's what we do in my family. When we lose a loved one, uh, that's what we do, man. We get together, you know, one, one's missing, you know, we'll call family members and we'll cry and we'll talk about it and we celebrate their lives and it helps us get through. So I'd like to be able to also, you know, focus on the other families as well, maybe do another podcast on them and, and spend some time talking about what they, what, you know, what they were doing and, and the good that they did, and even, and even the young girls and, and the dreams that they had, because I think it's just as important as we talk about this legend, Kobe, who also passed you know, with these other uh, eight, eight human beings. 
Well, we're going to go ahead and call this podcast uh, a night. Um, <clears throat> if you do have loved ones out there, and uh, we have not been emotional or overly dramatic in any of these podcasts, we just basically talk and have stats and stuff. I just wanted to say a couple things. Um, uh, several weeks ago, I was blessed, and I, I know some people think that's not uh, the appropriate word, but I was blessed to be able to see my favorite band of all time twice um, in uh, Houston and then in Austin, and I got to see them the second night with my wife. The last time I'd seen them was uh, almost four and a half years before, and my wife got very, very ill on that trip, and we did not know what she had. And now she's healthy and she's the disease that she has in, is in remission because of some wonderful medicine. But for her to be able to go to a concert uh, of a band that I've been following for 30 years called The Ocean Blue. Uh, they're a wonderful band from Hershey, Pennsylvania. And they all have their our age. They've been putting out music for 30 years. Um, and they're my favorite band. Uh, Gabriel loves their music. And uh, we've grown up listening to them. Um, uh, I, I, I want to give them a shout out for being so nice and so courteous for when they got to meet with my wife after the band, uh, after the band got done playing in Austin and shook hands and she was w well and she was healthy this time and she apologized to them for the last time when she was ill. And uh, Bobby Matan, who's the bass player, is one hell of a guy. Dave, the lead singer, is a really nice man. And Steve Leo, who's he's he's the fifth member of the band he does everything for these guys he's a he's a great man and he, he actually subscribes to this podcast and i i hope he listens to this one i want to give uh, steve leo uh, of pennsylvania a huge shout out for being a great man and always being kind to me and uh my wife and uh i hope someday to share a pizza up in, in pennsylvania with you guys um uh, like i said G uh, gabriel uh lost uh, a loved one um uh, recently, around the time that Kobe passed away, and um, she was a very nice woman, very caring. Uh, she was like a second mother to, to Gabriel, and so he's had to go through that. Uh, I had a, a medical emergency with a family member this week where they had to be rushed to the hospital, and uh, it was scary. So I'm ending this podcast letting you know that everything we talked about with Kobe, the coronavirus, anything... If you're close to your loved ones tonight, don't take it for granted. Hug them, give them a kiss. Even if they think that you're being silly, tell them how much you love them. Give them a kiss if you have kids. Give them a kiss no matter if they didn't do the dishes, they didn't do the laundry, they didn't do their chores. Because you only live once and you're only here once and you should spread love more than hate and you should appreciate everything that you have in this life because it can be gone in one second. Absolutely. So we hope that everybody out there is well. And we hope to do another podcast. And I'm not trying to have a downer at the end. But we love you all. We hope that you're still listening. And uh, check out the Ocean Blue. I freaking love them. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy.